1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Remember all the water main breaks last month? Well, a recently formed coalition says weather-related water system failures are becoming more common across the country. The American Business Water Coalition says there's a desperate need for more federal support for critical water supplies. With me now is the group's CEO, May Stevens. Thank you so much, May, for joining us this morning.
0: Thanks so much for having me back, and I appreciate it.
1: Your group looked at water supply failures over just a 10-day period in January. So tell me what you found.
0: Yeah, so we found over 10 days in January, we found 10 extreme water disasters within the U.S., um, mostly caused by the you know extreme weather or the extreme temperature fluctuations that we had with that winter cold snap that came through the country. Um, when temperatures fluctuate, uh, expands and contracts the uh, water pipes underground. And if they're old, if they um, you know haven't been um, you know replaced in a very long time, their cracks can start to form. And when you have that expansion and contraction, um, it can lead to water main breaks. Um, which are really disruptive, right? It, the, the way to handle a water main break is you have to you know shut off the water. Sometimes you have to issue a boil water advisory. And we saw in every region of the country um, problems with water main breaks because of that one cold snap in just 10 days.
1: When we look at these systems, how old are some of these systems that we have around the country? I know ours is aging here in St. Louis
0: yeah absolutely i mean we have found um that water uti- like some water utilities have pipes that date back to the era of the civil war um it is not uncommon for pipes to be 40 50 60 years old and that's specifically because the federal government changed the way that they funded water infrastructure in the 1980s and so the um it used to be uh you know grants to help communities uh you know upgrade their pipes and make sure that everything was in a state of good repair in 1980s that changed over to loans so that means that communities were really on the hook for and still are on the hook for paying those loans back which means that they're the ones that are paying the water bills right um, and we saw a dramatic decrease in the amount of funding that the um, that the federal government spends on water infrastructure. It is um, very low at this point. It is about 5% of all the funding of all the spending on water infrastructure in the United States. It's only about 5% of it comes from the federal government. The other 90, 95% comes from people paying their water bills. So people's businesses in every community just paying to keep up but when there are big problems, like if there's, you know, more than sixty water main breaks in a couple of days in St. Louis, for example, that's a lot of money that a water utility that that the community has to put in to fix. And I you know for many communities, it's just impossible to make sh- to you know keep up some
1: people might say, though, why is it the federal government's responsibility when it's the local communities that are using it?
0: This is exactly the kind of thing that, Uh, the federal government should pay for, right? It's the kind of infrastructure, it's kind of interstate commerce that's written into the constitution, right? There is broad bipartisan support uh, in around the country and in Congress uh, to support water infrastructure, but there just isn't the, you know, sort of will to fund it. And that's what we really need to, you know, that's what we really need to work on. Um, This is the kind of thing that drives economies, right? And St. Louis, is no, um, you know, no exception that when there were all these water main breaks, there were water shutoffs, um, you know, there were boil water advisories. I mean, the entire city of Memphis was under a boil water advisory for a couple of days, right? The entire economy in the city shuts down, right? Um, Because if you can't have water, if you're, you know, a coffee shop or a hair salon or, um, you know, uh, even a local bookstore, right? You can't run your business if you don't have running water. And so that's really a big, it becomes a very big problem in the last few
1: years, we saw the bipartisan infrastructure law. I think it it allocated about $50 billion for infrastructure needs. Is that just kind of a drop in the bucket at this point?
0: Yes. And I love the pun. Yes. Um, Yes, it is. Um, It was the largest ever investment in water infrastructure in history, in the history of the United States. So it was huge. It was incredible. And like, you know, we are all very grateful for that uh, influx of funding um, because Uh, it was badly needed but it also only represents five percent of the amount of money that we actually need right so obviously you know it's a huge step in the right direction but it is only a drop in the bucket and we really need to keep uh, working to increase funding over the long term. That funding also was only um, a five year, right? All of the infrastructure funding only uh, lasts for five years and then it goes away and we go back to the way that we were before. Going back to the way that we were before, the way that we are funding water infrastructure previously is not an option. It's, you know, it's not, it's not an option to do things the way that we're doing now, even with that influx of funding. So we definitely can't go back to, you know, barely funding it at all.
1: So as we look at the next decade, what are your projections for what could happen in communities across the country if there isn't more investment put into these aging systems?
0: Yeah, so we, so if there isn't, if there is no more, you know, additional increases in funding um, over the next several years, we are absolutely sure that we will see more water main breaks, more water shutoffs, more boil water advisories, just like St. Louis had um in you know in that during that cold snap we will see that all over the country we will see more communities facing the same problems um and all of these problems are just gonna continue to increase because the maintenance backlog is gonna continue to pile up um we need about one trillion dollars just to get our water systems into the state of good repair and that doesn't include um that doesn't include emerging threats like PFAS, for example. Everybody's heard about forever chemicals in the water. That trillion dollar number does not include all of the funding that it's going to cost to clean up PFAS. It also doesn't include increased funding from extreme weather events that we are seeing all over the country. St. Louis, as your listeners know, St. Louis is no stranger to flooding, um, and that flooding is only going to get worse, and it's going to get more frequent, um, you know, more frequent and more intense. As the time goes on and that is not that's also not included in the $1 trillion number, so we really need to see the federal government step up and make sure that they are continuing this event uh, this investment as it goes forward.
1: Tell me a little bit more about your coalition it looks like you're made up of a major engineering firm and, and three public water utilities so very much a vested interest in this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we are made up of um, water utility, uh, you, know, co- you know, companies and the water utilities that serve them. We are so excited um, that Jacobs Engineering is um, our, you know, one of our founding members, um, because Jacobs Engineering is sort of known in, you know, sort of the engineering circles as, um, you know, a, a company that does a really good job on putting in water infrastructure. But what I think a lot of people don't know is that they are also really good at putting in you know, data centers and manufacturing sites and food and beverage manufacturing, right? All of these different um, on the manufacturing or on, um, you know, sort of the business side. And one of the sort of amazing things that they do, and this is why we were so lucky to have them as a founding partner, is that they, when they're putting in, so say they're working with, you know, some big tech company that I won't name, on um, on putting together a, a data pro, a, a data center, right? Um, they are gonna, you know, put in, put in a data center. Data centers use a lot of water, and because Jacobs knows a lot about water infrastructure, they can talk to this big tech company and say, look, you're going to put this data center in in this location for all the myriad reasons that you, you know, want to put it in because you have the land, because the tax incentives, whatever, right? All of the different reasons. But we're going to tell we're going to tell you about the, um, you know, making sure that there is enough water, that the water is reliable, that there aren't going to be a bunch of water main breaks because, you know, the community that you're locating in doesn't have enough money to, you know, do all of the upkeep that's needed, right? And we're gonna tell you about what's happening outside of the fence line, right? So they're doing a really good job of, you know, obviously they're doing a great job of, of um, designing within the fence line for this tech company, but they also understand the intersection between that company and, and actual public water infrastructure.
1: Oh Mae Stevens, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time today.
0: Thanks so much for having me, Megan.
1: I appreciate it. That is Mae Stevens. She's CEO of the American Business Water Coalition. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s
0: on us and four lines for $25 per line per month. with Eligible trade-in when you switch.